Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> and that's the and that's the problem, right? I'm gonna get a little candid. I'm gonna get a little crazy. You know, not too out of control. And that's the problem, right? You got fucking cowards like that who feel strong. Oh, I'm big man. I'm picking on this fucking guy. You a fucking child, man. You a fucking coward. You a bitch. You know what I'm saying? You picking on somebody four times smaller than you. This man clearly wants no problems. And then you tell him to walk away. You need to walk away. Why the fuck you following me? If you're telling me to walk away from you, why are you following me antagonizing me? You see what I'm saying? But let it be me. Let it be you. Let it be anybody on this fucking panel. He would think twice about that shit. Oh, maybe I need to get my fucking gun. No, you want to show how mm. cool you are in front of your fucking ugly ass wife and shit like that. No, man. This shit is, this, this shit foul. You know what I mean? It's cowards like that. It's, it's cowards like that that are the ones that become fucking police officers. It's cowards like that that go in the military, they fucking retire, and then they'd be like, well, shit, I can't sit on my ass all day, so I'm going to go be a fucking cop. And then I'm going to go, oh, you know, uh, uh, drop your weapon, you're resisting, and all this bullshit. You want to fucking pick on fucking people and shit like that. There was a video, there was a video, and I'll try my hardest to find it and look it up and send it to everybody. But there was a video of this guy, black kid. He was with his girlfriend. He was literally being antagonized by the cops. All he was saying was, why am I being pulled over? Why am I being pulled over? Why am I being pulled over? This is all relative. Why am I being pulled over? His girlfriend was recording. He said, please record all of this. This fucking punk ass cop looked him dead in the face and said, oh, you're looking at a fucking specimen right now and kind of flexed his chest. And I'm like, really? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, you're looking at a fucking specimen right now. And then he pulled him out the car. So it's like, <clears throat> these motherfuckers know who to try that shit with. They know mm-hmm. who to try that shit with. They they want to be diplomatic when a motherfucker like me is minding my fucking business, but they want to be big dog on campus when motherfuckers like old boy walking around minding his own fucking business. Not like Nora said, hey, not gonna lie, why are you in my yard, dog? Why are you in my yard? What do you want? You know what I mean? We can talk about that. Even if you are in my yard, like, what, 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 let's okay, come on now. You gotta get out of here. If you on that bullshit, you gotta get out of it. Mm-hmm. But if you lost, I can help you out, right? Because that's what we are by nature. People who have this skin complexion, we're nice by nature, right? We're not inherently evil like some too, fucking people. Too nice. So, too nice. So, 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 when you get into a situation, when you get into a situation to where you faced with a coward ass motherfucker like that, you really just gotta if you if you are a non-threatening looking person like my dude, you just got to be like, man, listen, let me just walk away. 
Let me, I, I, you know, just like and and at the end of the video, I don't know if y'all heard the two the two uh, melanated young ladies. Yeah, was yeah, like, I come did. On, baby, you don't want no problems. Come on, come on, come on. You don't want no problems. You you gotta be smart about shit like that because it's not your fault that this guy is a coward ass piece of shit. But it is your responsibility to make sure that you get yourself out of that situation. If he wants you to leave, man, just, hey, you ain't no punk. You ain't no pussy. You ain't nothing. Just walk away, dog. There's some fights you can't win. You got to pick your battles. Right. Let me say this. Yeah, let let, let me say this. Now, I'm I'm turned over to to Senior. Um, Two things. Um, When when you are outmatched in, in combat and intimidation, the 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 smart route is to get out of the situation, you know. Yes. Um, you know, uh, you 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 know the thing. Live the fight another day, right? Yes. And that young brother's case, obviously, he was not the the um the, the military dude's physical equal. Uh, right. And and really and really and was on video after he he shoved him, you know. Let's let's pause. Let's let's put. Jay Perry off of people who really know me, GF. Let's put GF in that position. After that shove, my man jaw would have been dislocated. Okay? Because I am his physical equal and and more. But but like I said, when when you're outmatched, leave leave the situation. Because that thing could have got really bad if if old boy, you know, decided to to put up, you know, a fight or whatnot. And no one wants to see see him get, you know see that happen to him you know and um right but it's like you said um they know who to prey upon you know they they, they, they know that they're gonna you know and that's really that's just for anybody that's just the law of the jungle you know you see a smaller animal that's a that's an easy target you know it is what it is you know but and, that's the point they come into the jungle thinking they the biggest yeah motherfuckers around. I, I know but, but like i said you may not i know it's, and, not. It's, it's like i said and like i said in the last podcast um, it is our job to correct anyone who uses inappropriate language yes. Yes. in our presence. Yeah. It, it is our job to correct to correct people like Senior did when the guy ran up on his wife at the store. You know, you uh, they only understand force. Uh-oh. Force, force Uh-oh. understands force. Oh, the, 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 you know, so like I, said, All I see is that that means serious. Oh, yeah. 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 So that I'm, means this is serious. <laughs> uh, let me tell y'all something. You remember that episode of Dave Chappelle? He was singing the good time. over to uh, this right here. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, senior man, you froze like a motherfucker. You froze. What's your take on it? Yeah. What's your take on it? Oh, with that me? Yeah, you. Yes, sir. Who that? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were saying you have froze something. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, oh, um, this, you know, I, I want well, to tell you what. Where do you begin? Because first of all, that's that's relevant. Norris was even alluding to the fact that they come out of this mindset of the posse mentality. It's never a fair fight with them, right? Now, when I say that never fair fight because on level footing. You get a, a black man, the same size, the same way as that guy, no shoes on. Nine out of ten times, a black man going one physical altercation. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they understand, they understand the, the, the physical deficiencies from ours. All right? There's been studies done, and y'all know, I know the history on that, the research. When they put 
black kids at a learning age in their primary years against any other nationality in the world, the black children always score higher on motor skills, food. I can go on and on. That's why it's so much of intentionally undermining our intelligence, okay? Now, we can all look that up. That is facts. And they actually have us believing we are, you know, less intelligent than all this other bunch of bullshit. That being said, since they understand it's not a fair fight, they always seize the odds. And I'd like to go ahead and, and um, pull out a, 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 well, it's not really a quote, but it's what Dr. Claude Anderson likes to say, especially from the camp of powernomics and, you know, and the definition of power. Power is the ability to get things done despite the resistance and opposition of others. So we tend to be in a powerless position most of these times, and it's why we have in this conversation uh, the young man that was just killed while they having the George Floyd trial. He was powerless uh, to the law enforcement at the time. The young man that was accosted by one of his neighbors in his neighborhood, for whatever reason, it's irrelevant. He did not have the power advantage in this particular case because. He was um, very slight of that man's build. And um, we assuming because this guy's a drill sergeant to training and all this other stuff. But what, what's getting to me and has been is we tend to be in a powerless position because we don't understand power in general. And too many times we concede power to them without even understanding what power really is. Okay. Because when we talk about power and why they keep doing these things, why these things keep happening? Because we just don't have the power to do anything about it. And we are asking the same people who are rendering us powerless to give us something, to give us life, to give us dignity. Now, that's crazy. That's crazy. And the kind of power I'm talking about has a lot less to do, and which is real power, has a lot less to do with physical strength and might, even guns. We talk about straight up intelligence and economic power. Okay, because the pen truly is mightier than the sword, right? So if you can write your own ticket, and if everybody that looks like us can write our own ticket, then we are on the same footing that everybody else that they would not do this or try this mess with. Now, it's going to be a difficult struggle to get them out of that psychological mindset from the slave catcher mindset that they're still in. They're still holding on to the spirit of the slave catcher. Hell, the, the prison industrial system is set up for modern-day slavery. I mean, right. we should know that by now. And who is disproportionately more making uh, the makeup of inmates in the country? It's black male. Mm -hmm. Okay? And we literally are put back into the original Constitution as three-fifths of a human being from that right. vantage point. We don't get what was amended in that Constitution to protect our rights, mainly because we don't understand it. They're not training law enforcement to really understand what that means, because law enforcement is still being trained to look at us as three-fifths of a human being, or this shit wouldn't be happening, right? Absolutely so it's right. On us. Oh, yeah. It's on us to understand these things. Take our power. And once again, let me read that again. Dr. Claude, y'all know I love Dr. Claude Anderson. Power is the ability to get things done despite the resistance and opposition of others. Now, they want to render us powerless because we, as a powerless people, to prevent these things from happening fits into 
everything they want. Right. Everything. And they've everything already they want. They've already rendered us powerless mentally. Because if we wake up and understand how much power we have, Bro, we have on, the hold on, hold on, we have go ahead. Hold on, go ahead. Hold on. Say that one more time. That's exactly what if we about. wake the fuck up and understand how much power we really have, we are the buying power in this country. Hell yeah. Our we black can start right women there. are the buying power in this country, right? Now, to your point, and all your points are absolutely a thousand percent hammer, nail, knock out the park. It's nothing that you can rebut against that. You know, people just need to understand certain points of what you're saying. They need to understand that, hey, we can't look for pie in the sky to save us. We can't. Lord have mercy. Right? <laughs> now, if we was decide to say, you know what? Fuck them. We're going to do us. Meaning, we don't have to promote all black businesses. We don't have to do that. All we have to do is not buy shit for one day. Oh, that'll shut them down. Hours. Mm-hmm. Shut them down. Twenty-four hours. Mm-hmm. It'll throw the economy in a loophole, and then mm-hmm. they're gonna figure out why. So now the psychological aspect of it is the reason why they try to keep us enslaved and, and in that slave mindset, and the prison, the pipeline situation is so prevalent, is because. They want us to believe, and they've been winning at that because it's a psychological thing. Right. Personally, when black people link with, with true black people, us included, mm-hmm. how many of us did really know each other? Or it's like, I know you through you, you through me, mm-hmm. versus versus, right? Okay, cool. But now you could say, that brother has a wealth of knowledge. I can vibe off of him in a certain aspect. Or I can just even ask general advice, right? We talk about cryptocurrencies and how we're, you know, trying to invest and do things like that. That's the stuff they don't Mm -hmm. want us to do. Right, right. Right quick, Norris. Right quick, Norris. You still holding all that Dogecoin? Oh, my God. Okay. I don't want to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Man, listen. I am as well. (laughs) Man, listen. And and it, it takes for people... For the folks who are listening, you know, we're saying things to like progress us forward, not to bring us back, not to bitch and moan, because all the bitch and the moan that we're going to do is to do one thing and one thing only prove that their theory is correct about mm-hmm. us because right. they don't know us. So right. now, if you see how things are trying to change, oh, you know what? We're going to give y'all a little bit of power in these movies because we know y'all yeah. like to watch movies. We're going to give y'all some rappers and entertainers to keep y'all a little bit active, but they don't want us to think consciously, right? You know, I go back to the Minister of Defense, you know, Professor Griff, when he said years uh, ago, Ray Ray and them boys going to be wearing dresses. He said it. He said he it said 30 it. years ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and the mm-hmm. thing about it was is because he understood what was going on in two phases. The meanings that they were having through hip hop, how they were mm-hmm. trying to change it, and change then, it. and then the secondly, of how they wanted to emasculate the black man. Mm-hmm. That was the second that was thing. Mission, mission number one. Mission and they put them on the radio more than anybody else. 
Yes. It did. Yes. It did. Yes. But yes. he'd been saying this. He'd been saying this since, you know, I, I was born in 79. So. Hey, bro. I can, I can, I can vouch for this. I heard him say that in 1989. See what I'm saying? Um, I was in um, high school. Um, tw- I think it was 12th grade or whatever. Um, my English teacher. Uh, and, you know, we wouldn't even, we love public enemy, but we wasn't paying attention to the political side of it. Right. In Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, right? Right. And she just brought it, well, how y'all feel about what Professor Griff saying about this, that, and other thing? We were like, oh, yeah, public enemy. Said, no, no. She, she, she brought up an article in class. And she had a discussion with the black guys in that class. You know, class with white guys. Like, and we just like, he said that for real? You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and we couldn't believe it. We couldn't, you know, it's 1989, right? right. But he was spot on. He was spot on. And, of course, that wasn't the reason why they, you know, we, well, you know, I, I think we all, most of us understand how he got put out of public enemy and whatever, and shit with the crap Nick Cannon, you know, you know, Professor Griff been the same dude three decades plus, right? Yeah, I, I, I know that thing. It's that know, money, man. It's, it's the but money. Yeah, you're right. You know, and this you is know. a part of, this is a part of the psychological game that has continually rendered us powerless when we seem to be in positions to acquire power. Right. The kind of power that don't threaten anybody else, but it empowers us as an independent group of people like everybody else. Exactly. But that doesn't fit into what this country intended for us to be. Even though we were uh, granted that, you know, through the original civil rights laws of the 1860s, we survived almost 100 years of Jim Crow into the civil rights era, which was really a lot more to do with integration to yeah. dilute us down even further, right? Exactly. And so now we're dealing, we dealing with the same issues as we was doing pre-civil rights 1960s, mm-hmm. and we still ain't getting no justice. It's promoting a, a inner causism. You know, so so how's this? Okay, because I'm going to just wrap this up because I'm going to bring it to pre-civil rights. Y'all know I'm the quasi-historian. So how's this different from the gentleman? Excuse me. I'm sorry. Please let me take that back. From those goddamn murderers to kill Emmett Till. It's no different. Rinse, wash, repeat. We we can go back then. It's rinse, wash, repeat. It's the same old shit. Right? Just different toilet. Right? Yeah. I don't give a damn what the toilet look like. It's the same thing. A bigger toilet. A big right. toilet take more of a shit in because we were supposed to have overcome this crap, you know. And yes, there is those who are my quotation fingers, our so-called leaders that continually selling us out. Always, yes, there are some of there are Always. some that are, there are some that are sell outs like the Clarence Thomases and shit like that, right? Yep. And they just don't even straddle the fence. They go all the way. They're the buttery, bussy biscuit people. And I can respect that. You can't right, be right. on you can't be on, on team big no and then stab a big no in the fucking back. Nah. No, sir. This is this uh-huh. is what we this is who we given <laughs> nope. Unfortunately, this is who we are giving our energy to. And going back to what uh Bar Jr. was saying about the movies and what you was alluding to as well, Nora. See, this is all part of that 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 programming of ours to it, it's just like I know y'all should remember the original movie Birth of a Nation. Mm-hmm. That was uh, essentially this is when the film industry was extremely young in the 19 teens. And literally Woodrow Wilson, whom between him and Andrew Jackson, the most racist presidents ever. 
Okay, he literally made sure that that movie got to every available movie house in the country. And we're talking about a time when black people were making movies as well. Okay, we talk about Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the Greenwood District was thriving. And other areas around the country before the white people destroyed it were thriving. And we had our own playwrights, actors, um, movie cinemas, and the whole nine. But you talk about a campaign of psychological warfare, warfare. and destruction on the people, how it took me into my damn 40s to understand all of it. Birth of you know a Nation was the literal start, was and the every, actual literal start, literal start of propaganda. Movie, yep. Every movie since then mm-hmm. has been, you know, when I say the major motion pictures, has used that blueprint. Okay. Now, there's another book I wish I should have brought. I should have brought it up. No, no, y'all love to read just like me. It's called How the Jews Built Hollywood. Okay. Yes, I read that. Yes. Get that. You, yes. see, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. How yeah. the Jews Built Hollywood. It explains all of this stuff. Okay. Birth so, of the Nation, actually, since you mentioned it, I'm sorry to cut you off. Birth of, no, the, Rob, go ahead. Birth of the Nation actually started the Red Summer. Yes, it did. The Red Summer and Massacre. Yes, it did. Yep. Yeah, and, and I know y'all also know we had a race right here, Charleston, South Carolina, right on the waterfront where I work at, my brother Jerry work at, um, 1919, okay? Mm. They had a race right there, you know? They had an East wow. St. Louis a year before that, the East St. Louis Master, you know what I'm saying? And then culminating with Rosewood in 1920, Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1921. Yeah. And, you know, and at the same time, a lot of people don't know this, Cuba had an all-black political party that literally got slaughtered around the same time. And guess who was running Cuba at the time, right after the Spanish American uh, Spanish Willie American Lynch. Yes. Well, in this case, <laughs> all of these Willie Lynch officers from the Citadel right. here in South Carolina was running was Cuba after that war. Yep. Yes, and so they made sure and split up people by shade. Because mm-hmm. at the time, the Cubans wasn't all on that whole colorism thing the way they had become before Castro. Right, right. You know, that means, you know, I y'all please forgive me, I get a little historical. But it all ties into why. Why? Why this keeps happening? Because we do not know the history. We don't know what made this system the way it is and how they continue to use our energy to get what they want from us. Right. The thing for us to do is stop that but we have to stop giving them our energy. And the main energy, Norris, you said it, is that mental shit. It's that mental. Yeah. Agreed. Well, fellas, fellas, so, we're going we, we, to come full circle here and wrap everything up. In closing, um, outspoken E-Man, what you got for us on, on the topics or just on anything? Oh, no, I, I just wanted to also point out, you don't, you know, going to the music thing, you know, thinking about... You know, when uh, hearing the people we hear on, you know, on the radio and stuff today, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, I really don't hear all of this changing going on in a lot of other genres. Like you don't hear somebody, you right. know, with a dress coming up and singing country music. Yeah, everybody celebrating like that now. You don't come see on. that. Come on, you know, you, you don't see that with other brother, genres, brother predominantly that white again. genres. Brother, say that again. You don't see that going on. You don't see men wearing dresses singing country music. You know, singing, I'm proud to be an American. No, no, they're going to do this (laughs) to the black folk first, you know, because, of course, uh, they're going to make money off of them. 
And at the same time, they're going to push a whole different narrative that has nothing to do with the original narrative. So, you know, they, they can, you know, sit cool, you know, feel like the, the people accomplished something, while at the same time, they're just going to get fat, you know, the wallet's going to get fat off of them. And, you know, they're just going to sit pretty, you know. Meanwhile, you're going to see Florida Georgia Line or somebody over there still wearing their pants and, and cowboy hats and stuff like that. You know, big old American flags, nothing changed for years to come, you know. So so you saying all of that, and honestly, I, I realize that, you know, I think more now than I did when I was younger, just because of, like, people I'd listen to. And then, you know, me thinking, oh, okay, you know, maybe I can get their song played on the radio when I'm driving. And and for the most part, I'm like, oh, no, we we already played maybe this one Kendrick Lamar song with Rihanna. But, you know, let's put some future on, you know, I want you to listen to that while you're driving down and stuff. Like, think about stuff like that, you know. So I definitely agree with you when I see that, because I feel like that hurts, you know, that hurts us when we want to even trying to sound intelligent in any of those conversations because people will take us or look at us and just assume that, you know, we listen to this and we do this and we don't know anything, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so that's, that's how I feel off of that. And honestly, I was thinking about that where y'all were talking about the movies and stuff. And I was like, you know, outside of maybe, you know, uh, who's, who's the guy that, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Kid Cuddy. Hmm was wearing a dress on Saturday Night Live and trying yeah. to say that he was doing it for, for Kurt Cobain or something like that. Like, you know, or something like that. And I was like, why? Like, that's not even your lane. You, you know, like, I, I mean, I understand you like him and stuff like that, but that's not even your genre and stuff. Like, let somebody who does rock, mm-hmm. you know, wear a dress and go on stage and do that. But you gotta ask yourself the question too. Reason to fucking explain why they do that dumb shit. I just want to say, (laughs) you gotta ask yourself the question of why these so-called artists are paying tribute to these so-called artists that don't even mesh. It's two different genres, right? right? Why are they doing? Yes, sir. Everybody has a price. You just gotta know what your price is. And I've heard this from, I have family members in the industry that's like that. And I've, I've literally heard it from two separate artists. Craig Mack was one of them, God rest his soul. Mm. And I'm trying to think, uh, Luke, when he came to Charleston, <laughs> he said, everybody got a price. It just depends on what your price is. And that's why he got bad from the smoke. <laughs> I was at the end zone that night when the incident happened. And then she, she was military. She was military. And she got caught up trying to say she was sexually assaulted. No. They asked you if you wanted to come on stage. Your happy ass went up there mm-hmm. not realizing you've never been to a Luke show. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You're going to learn today. And when... Uh, some of the airmen was filming and they got back to command. Her story was a Karen. Like, oh, I have to go ahead and, and say that I was sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. No, you wasn't. Mm-hmm. Whatever. No, you wasn't. <laughs> Junior, <laughs> what you got in closing for us, man? Well, in closing, 
I'm a, I'm gonna stay on topic. You know, I'm gonna stay on the music thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and hopefully, hopefully, this can be another episode for us. But you know, when you look at it, I I, I tell people all the time: if you have kids, you can only do so much, right? You can only shield your kids from so much because once this right here starts churning, the mm-hmm. body will start moving. And when the body starts moving, you start getting into shit, right? You're going to start to explore shit. What's this? What's that? And I tell people all the time, there's a percentage. There's literally a percentage. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? On a 100% scale. It's you raising your kids and the shit that they get into that raises them as well. Mm-hmm. People don't want to believe that. People want to think, oh, like when motherfuckers come down on Cardi B and Meg the Stallion for that bullshit-ass walk song. They're like, oh, you shouldn't let music raise your kids. Then why the fuck are they listening to it? If, right. if, if right. music mm-hmm. wasn't raising the kids, you wouldn't be making all this fucking money. So shut the fuck up. You like you who raised me? You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So I say all that. I say all that to say this, man. You can't, you you can't help what they get into. You can only be like, listen, you're exposed to this. Let me inform you about what this really is. Now you make your own decisions, but understand your decisions come with consequences. So if you're willing to take on those consequences, keep going down that road. Now. You talk about music. We talk about music, man. The way that we are portrayed, the way that we are shown, the way that we come off through music, it's fucking pathetic. Mm-hmm. There's literally a song. I'm going to try to make this quick. Excuse me. There's literally a song out right now. It's very popular. You might have heard it. It's called Who I Smoke, Right. It's literally some kids on a golf course talking about motherfuckers who they killed or motherfuckers who they're going to kill, right? Now, guess the ethnic background of everybody involved. <sighs> Colored? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So, and, and you got motherfuckers actually, you got motherfuckers actually buying into shit. Oh, the song is so catchy. It's so great. You don't understand. Music influences you. Right, mm-hmm. music, music literally tells you what the fuck to do. I, we got family, and I asked him straight up. I said, "Hey, why did you do what you did back in the day?" So you know what, man? Mm. A large portion of of why I did what I did that got me fucked up is the music I was listening to. Is the yeah. type of music I was listening to. Yeah. Before I went to go do X, Y, Z, I was listening to this type of music that boosted me to continue doing this bullshit. Now, I knew right from wrong, but this played a magical, this played a big part into what I was doing. You see what I'm saying? So us as, you know, black folk, and I hate using that term, man, how we're portrayed in music. And then when some of these motherfuckers actually do interviews and speak and stuff like that, like you guys are older than me. Y'all know Jay Prince, right? I have no respect for him. I have no respect for people like that. You want to know why? Because it came out in the interview that, and all of this is relevant, irrelevant. it came out in the interview that he, one of his artists got his chain snatched in New York or Chicago or some shit like that, right? 
He went online. Oh, we got mob ties. Oh, we coming to get you. Oh, we going to do this. Oh, we going to do that. George Zimmerman's still walking around. The motherfuckers mm-hmm. you get with mm-hmm. black people, innocent black people still walking around. Motherfuckers feel that it's cool to gun down a motherfucker who look like me because their skin, they have the complexion for the protection. So you got motherfuckers like that walking around, and you got all of this animosity towards motherfuckers who look like you. You willing to take me out the fucking game for scuffing your shoe on accident, but you won't even go talk to this nigga who fucking tried to take down your whole family. You wouldn't mm-hmm. even go talk to him mm-hmm. about what the fuck even what what is his mindset so mm. this is why th- th- this is this is my problem with music as a whole this is my problem with this whole thing and i can't help but get so damn passionate about this shit because it literally pisses me off because i grew up in this shit man i literally yeah. had family members tell me that i'm white because i like listening to techno music i had family members tell me that i'm white because i use you know big fucking words and you like Steely Dan. And I love Steely Dan. Right? So this this all of this shit is relative, man, because the it's like the fucking the the the, the negative karma, the negative ball just gets bigger and bigger the more you yeah, pull back yeah. the layers. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So so when you got these cats out here that's so rough and tough and willing to shoot a motherfucker that look like them for saying one word to them, but you won't go talk to these racist pieces of shit about what the fuck they did to gun down your homeboy, your mama, your daddy, your cousin, your brother? I can't mm. respect you, fam. I can't. Okay. That's why I don't mm-hmm. listen to none of that shit. That's hey, why man. I don't listen to fuck all of them. I don't I, listen to none of that shit, man. I, I am don't. smiling. I am you smiling because you remind me of myself. Yeah, you you have the same anger, the same passion, the same. Drive Check it out, man. That, um, that just yeah, I, mm-hmm. I get it. I get that you. is hundred percent. That is that that is that, that particular topic on music has its own legs, yes. and, and we won't get into that uh, uh, tonight. I mean, that's that that's really a, a show all <laughs> all all in. Yeah, itself. I can talk about that. Yeah, and itself. So let's just plan the plan to do that man once we uh collect our thoughts and if, if you can get your boy micah to actually join us um yeah, junior yeah. man that, that'd be really I, good I think I can do that. okay man mm-hmm. hey fellas th- this has been riveting one of those big words that they may uh not like us to use <laughs> man i i appreciate everybody uh welcome back uh outspoken e we had, hey, e, we had uh jabbar uh, jr jabbar senior Mr. Did you get what you pay for? The big N-O. And this is your host, Jay Perry. Point of Perspective Podcast. Catch us on all social media platforms. And once again, we are out. Jay Perry, Point of Perspective. <laughs> Joey Corona. Boom! Here we go, Jay, gotta let him know. Here we go, Jay, gotta let him know. Here we go, Jay, gotta let him know. Get it off your chest, this is what you need The truth is told by my man Jay Perry All content from politics to relationships Turn the volume up a lot, not a little bit This is where you go to get the realness This is how we do it, can you feel this? Point of perspective, this that real shit Sit back, relax, pay attention to the substance Here we go, Jay, gotta let him know Here we go, Jay, gotta let him know here we go, Jay, gotta let him know. Here we go, Jay, gotta let him know.